0: The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note, the new number is.
1: Hey yo ayo let me hey, Josh, let me let me get a little better reverb.
0: Yeah. Jay Will. Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk green work, repping it all over. It's right on the T-shirt, fan for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Figure
1: I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else. Because if you're listening to us, then you're improving your health. My name is J. Will. Welcome to the show. Yeah, wrestle, flow, 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 yeah.
0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back for the first time in 2020 to Wrestling Reverb. It is, Kevin hasn't been here in a few weeks because he was away for the last episode of, uh, of Reverb last year. I had Fowl join in a couple of weeks ago. You're off seeing Star Wars... I've seen Star Wars, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, how was your Christmas, your New Year's, your, your break, I guess? Did you have a break from work?
1: No. Mm. Uh, I worked Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's
0: Day. Oh, wow, how sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, I mean, I had a good time. I got, to, I got a day off in the middle there to visit some family, and I was able to hang out with some friends and do some cool stuff, and you know, I was able to pretty much do anything I would have done, even if I had the days off of work. Ah. So, all in all, it was a good holiday break. How was yours?
0: Yeah, mine was mine was good. It was just a nice rest. I mean, I still had work, not obviously on Christmas Day, but um, it was just a nice rest to just chill out. I had New Year's Eve and New Year's Day completely off, and I didn't even go out. I'm getting older. I must be getting old. I just sat yeah, at home. Old man. I, I had two drinks and was asleep. by. I barely made it to midnight. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was just a nice... It, it, it's it's weird because the holidays can either be really, really stressful or really relaxing. And I feel like this time, the days of the holidays were just nice and relaxing. So I can't really complain too much. But,
1: but it's, it's good. Really I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it could be a tough time for some people, but it also could be a great time to unwind and just sort of decompress.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't like see... Like, usually... Christmas and stuff is time for seeing a lot of family. I didn't see like a lot of family this year. It was just kind of my intermediate family, which was fine. Um, it was like the off year where we don't see everybody. So I just had lunch with my mum and my sister, and and I was pretty happy. So it was it was just a nice a nice R and R, you know. Um, nothing too crazy. It's Ooh, yeah. Been terribly hot here. We had a very hot Christmas, and it's just been um, battered with hot weather. So staying inside underneath an air conditioner is really where I'm situated lately but i mean it is you're in winter time over there so mm. yeah i'm curled i'm curled up under a blanket right now yeah i am definitely not i'm wearing as minimal amount of clothing as possible um and Ooh. well i know steamy steamy in 2020 um i do have to a little bit of housekeeping before we get started with this whole episode because we have a lot to kind of cover. I do need to just quickly mention um, you've probably seen it all over my Twitter at this stage to everybody listening, and you probably have as well, Kevin. I'm very much um, in a little bit of a weird time in this country at the moment with the amount of fires that is going on. We just for a little bit of context with, with everybody because I don't think some people realize the magnitude of these bushfires that are going on in Australia. like I, When I say Australia, I'm talking like three quarters of the country is currently burning right now. But for a little bit of context for just overseas friends, the 2019 California fires burnt 253,214 200, uh, acres. Um, the Amazon fires over four countries uh, burnt 2.24 million acres. Um, in Australia this year, we've burnt... 12.35 million acres, and these are still going. Um, they've been going for... Some of these fires have been going since October. They're still... A lot of them are still out of control. They're burning in five states. We have seven states in this country. Um, there's five that are currently on fire. Um, the closest one to me is is literally about two hours drive. Um, for a little while, I could see smoke in my town. And that wasn't really, you know, great. I mean, I'm very lucky that I'm kind of away from these, but there's pictures going around on the internet right now that uh, I've purposely retweeted because something. this needs to be some kind of a worldwide emergency because the firefighter... We've lost dozens of lives, hundreds of thousands of properties, um, there's a lot going on, firefighters are exhausted and they need something. Um, I'm not really one to talk politics too much but... Just for a little bit of insight on everybody, the government is really not doing a lot about it in this country, so don't worry to anybody in other countries that are like, you know, our government is a little bit everywhere. So is Australia's, and they're really not doing a lot. Um, So please, I'm going to put a link in the description below to the Red Cross, the St. Vincent's, and any other organizations that I find fit Um, If you can this isn't this is I'm not saying you must do this But if you can spare a couple of dollars to help out with just whatever the the essentials um, food water shelter Whatever it may be, um, please, if you can, donate to the organizations that I put below. It'll mainly be the Red Cross and St. Vincent's um, that do a lot of that. And it's, they accept worldwide do- donations, so it's not just Australian folk. But um, if you can, and of course, just if you see a post on Twitter, if you see a post on Facebook or Instagram or something, share it. Because more people need to see this so more people can be helped. Um, there's people literally in the state of Victoria having to... they can't leave... their their town because it's too dangerous all the roads are blocked off or just literally on fire so therefore they're actually having to take shelter on the beach because it's the only place that they can see fit because of this water um and a lot of firefighters are out fighting these fires and sadly enough are actually losing their homes because they're defending other people's homes so it's it's just a it's a big thing 12.35 million acres in a country that is Predominantly, uh, we, we have a lot of, we, people think we're a fairly small country because we have a lot less towns, a lot less states, but we're actually a fairly big country in terms of um, just, uh, just you know what I mean? Just um, diameter and, and whatever it may be. So uh, there's just a lot of land in this country that's being built. Like uh, if I wanted to drive, for instance, to, I'm in South Australia, if I wanted to drive to another state, Western Australia, I think cannot do that at the moment. They've blocked the only highway that gets into Western Australia because it is too dangerous. Um, We're in pretty much a drought in this country at the moment. There's not a lot of places getting rain. Um, The only rain that has been is like showers of rain that isn't going to do anything. We need rain in this country to stop these fires and we're not getting it and the outlook is we're not going to get too much rain until the end of February. So um, and we're just getting heat wave after heat wave after heat wave everywhere in this country. So um, we're truly breaking records in terms of of heat. It's it's a pretty dangerous situation. It's a pretty scary situation. Um, so please, again, I'm not going to speak on it too much longer because I don't want to take the whole episode up on this. But go to the description, find the links you need to find, and I'll leave it at that. And if you need any more information, just go to my Twitter because I've retweeted a lot of stuff that. Needs to be done, so I'll I'll um I'll end it on that one. But and in, in other news, Kevin, it's it's we haven't talked about wrestling together in a couple of weeks, so it's been. I mean, this week alone has been pretty crazy, and also we've got Wrestle Kingdom coming up, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Kevin's going to kind of take the reins on that one, as I'm a little bit I'm familiar with um New Japan, but Kevin will take the reins on that one in a minute, but. We have been waiting to talk, talk about this, I really, only during, other than that, I haven't really talked about this too much on Twitter because I was waiting for this moment to talk about it, but there was a wedding that happened on, on Raw this week between Lana and Bobby Lashley. Now, we have sp- spoken so much about how we feel about this Lana, Rusev, Lashley story, um, I've kind of, I believe that it is working. If you just... We'll we'll talk about the numbers and that in a second, but... We've we've talked about that a lot. Now, going into this... I'm a sucker for a wrestling wedding. How do you feel about... Before we talk about this wedding in particular... How do you feel about wrestling weddings in general?
1: Oh, they're always entertaining. Um, You kind of know the formula by now. It's pretty much the same. At least the basic idea. Every time. It's never going to end well. And (laughs) certainly that we saw that on monday but uh I, i'm always i am like you i'm a sucker for a good wrestling wedding uh there's been some classics over the years uh and i'm just i'm still buzzing from this one honestly like, it, it, i was able to get home just in time to watch it from work i i, I got home at like 10 30 my time caught the end of andrade and uh
0: ricochet yeah ricochet
1: <laughs> okay yeah I, that shows you. i don't even remember that because the wedding just completely absorbed it in my mind <laughs>
0: um it it was a while we've seen lots of weddings before triple h and stephanie triple a uh, stephanie and test uh kane and leader that was always one that always stuck out in my brain just for so many reasons um aj lee and daniel bryan and i was like
1: one that sticks out for me, just because I remember it was one of the the, the first ones I saw live, was Teddy Long and Crystal, oh, where Teddy my... Long had a heart attack.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about that one.
1: And the wrestling... Godfather came out and stopped. That was a classic, classic.
0: Wrestling weddings are just crazy in, in every sense of the word, and I mean that in a very good way. I, I That is just, that's kind of like my favorite side of wrestling, is when it's just like, Really over the top, and that's what a wrestling wed- wedding is. I mean, going into this one, I was like, I was excited. Everyone seen, everyone that follows me on Twitter, um, knew that I was excited to see this, and I've been a proponent of this storyline for the last month or so because I just think it really is like wacky pro wrestling, and I, and I really like it. Also, that you can kind of tell that Lana, Lashley, and Rusev are having a lot of fun with it. You can see the way they, especially Rusev and Lana. Um, they're being extra over the top. Lashley's kind of like, he has the personality of a bag of bricks, so it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, but the other two are really having a lot of fun with it, but going into it, I was, my expectations were pretty high, because I was just expecting, expecting nuttiness, and that's really what we got. So, let me, let me break this down a little bit, uh, it's, it's so weird to say this, like, you're gonna be breaking down Wrestle Kingdom 14 soon and i'm breaking down a wrestling wedding and it's just like two very opposite ends of wrestling um but still wrestling it's, so
1: but it's, it's all the same it's all pro wrestling though <laughs> yeah, and that's how diverse the sport is yeah.
0: so let me break this down we we had first and foremost the funniest thing to me was that there was chairs the end of this at this at this beginning of the stage at the beginning of the ramp and there was no one sitting in them <laughs> it's like, yeah no they, expected, they expected
1: they a big crowd of the uh the no. wwe superstars in the back and just no, no one showed up no and that is funny
0: so lashley of course came out first his music by the way um which i thought was a nice touch a nice touch in a sleeveless tux i mean it's it's uh it's good look. you, you, you got to be a certain kind of uh you got to have a certain kind of look to pull that off, but Lashley did it fine. Um, and then Lana came out. I was, I, I I don't know why, but I was like, why isn't she coming out to her music? I don't know why, but I was like, what the fuck? Um, but she came out, um, they got this wedding started. The, it was, as soon as it started, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be rough. There was lots of Rusev Day chants, and there was a lot of booing. Um, you know, as, as you would boo these two heels, um, Arguably, Lana, especially Lana, but Lana and Lashley are probably the two biggest heels in the company at the moment, with maybe the exception of Baron Corbin. But uh, I would debate that. What do you think? Uh,
1: I'd I'd probably give...
0: Oh, Jesus, it's tough. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: I think that Lana rivals Corbin right
0: yeah. now Lana Lana has been
1: so and I, 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 I posed this question or not really a question but this theory online that like Lana's promos have been purposely just so bad
0: Oh yeah I agree
1: I, I have to imagine she's doing because she's not because she's a good talker we've seen that in the past
0: she's a trained actor actress Yeah. so, I so you gotta, you gotta being...
1: to imagine she's just she's being over the top for the sake of being over the top because that's what the segment calls for yeah. and I think she's doing it perfectly.
0: Me too. I think I would play say she
1: rivals boat. Corbin in terms of heat right now. Yeah. Lashley, I don't think Lashley really gets heat. I think he's just a black hole.
0: I th- I I feel like Lashley gets heat by association. Yeah, Lashley, that's by fair. By the association of Lana. So like when Leo
1: I Leo heat, Lana gets the heat.
0: Yeah. She she Lana's very good at generating heat. Um anyway. <laughs> the f- <laughs> It just started and I was like, oh man, I'm in love with this already. Like, I'm already just loving every minute of it. They're going away. And I just love how Lana's like, the greatest thing that happened in your life, Lashley, is me. And like, I'm the best thing ever. And I'm so beautiful and all of this. I just think it's perfect. Like, everything that she's saying is like, perfect. It's like, it's like, well, to an obvious extent, she's not really even in love with Lashley. Um, she just loves herself. And she obviously just wants to get back at Rusev and and, and whatever. That's where this story is kind of going. Because I say going because I don't think this story is even close to being finished. I think You're they right. can stretch this to Mania because it does big numbers, which we'll talk about in a minute with the numbers. Um, but it, it generates a lot of buzz. Like, when was the last time after a roar that people were talking about it, for better or for worse, Um, for that long? Because people were... People had opinions on it. There was no in between on this segment. Like I noticed after this segment was done, there was people that hated it or people that loved it. I didn't really see a lot of people in the middle. Um, but there was there, no middle. No, there was no middle. It was love or hate. I was. Uh, I'll talk about my opinion on it in a minute. I think everyone knows where I'm going. Um, but there was scandals, of course, Kev. Big scandals had happened. Drama was at this wedding. First and foremost, we seen a man come out. Interrupt and we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this? It was Lana's first husband. And he was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even, it, honestly, in the context of things, it doesn't even make sense why they would come out. Like, okay, that's her ex-husband. Cool. <laughs> like, um, but he came out. Then we had Lashley's ex-wife came out. Um, Lana ended up slapping her, Bobby Lashley. He beat up the dude, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he hit him with a nice little choke slam.
0: Yeah, it was nice that her first husband could also take bumps as well, which I found just just handy just in case this situation Oh yeah, it's out.
1: always great when these when these uh you know, these, these people from the past come out and they could take bumps like yeah. kinda out of nowhere. Always yeah. great.
0: I mean I mean it's just a very natural thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah and, and, and then the ex wife came out and we were kind of like they were going back and forth. Um, Lana was like everyone's ruining this wedding like let's just have they were saying vows that was uh, not making a ton of sense she was taking sick to the script and stuff like that they were making out for the longest time too um they really get in there when they make out just it's a it's a lot Um, yeah
1: yeah definitely and uh the funniest part was that when when lana came back up for air you could see lash like some of the makeup from lashley just all over her face it was like
0: the epitome of this segment i was like oh my god i was crying laughing at it because i'm like it happened and then she backed away and i'm like is my tv just like i'm like what is this and i'm like oh my god there's makeup it?" it was like the perfect strip right down the middle of her face and you can see lashley like conveying to his forehead like wipe your forehead wipe your chin and she just was not she was like i don't know what that means
1: oh it was another example if lana uh, like you could you could there's two schools of thought one that she genuinely didn't know she had makeup on her face and two she was like this is perfect and i think that's the way i think that's where she was leaning i think she knew exactly what she was doing
0: Regardless of whether she knew or not, it was hilarious. Whether it was intentional or not, it was hilarious. The stuff she was posting on Twitter too, saying that she's like, I've always looked up to Simba. I was like, oh my god. Um, But it was just like, just like that happening. It's like, of course that's happening. (laughs) Like, It's just, this whole story has been so fucking weird and wonderful and... And some would say crap. I, I I don't think it's been crap. It's just been very pro wrestling, very over the top, which is my favorite part of wrestling is this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, then we hear a familiar voice. And this is where shit really gets fucking wild. <laughs> like, we went from scandal to scandal to, like, capital letter scandal. Like, it was the re-emergence. We've seen for weeks and weeks and weeks we've seen these promos of a makeover of a certain person. Um, we hear this voice and out walks Liv Morgan and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's the first thing. Before she even got into what she was talking about, I was like, oh goodness. Uh, Liv Morgan is involved in this now. Um, before she even said what she said, Kev, I, 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 I already know the answer, but were you surprised to see Liv Morgan? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. A little surprised. I surprise was the last because... person I was expecting.
1: Yeah, she was literally, like, they could have they brought out literally anybody else from the back, past or present. And I would have been like, oh, okay, well, I get it. Liv Morgan came out, and, and like, I'm pretty sure we, I mean, I, again, I didn't watch the first, like, two and a half hours. But I'm pretty sure they had a, a promo for they her did. on
0: that show. They did. Um, I was like, cool, Liv Morgan, because everyone's... Listen, okay, before... <laughs> a lot of people were uh, excited for Liv. People have also created this narrative online, which they only have themselves to blame, is that Liv was a part of... It was She was Sister Abigail, or she was a part of the Firefly Funhouse, um, or something. And honestly, anyone that thought that and then didn't get what they wanted can... Shut the fuck up, in my opinion, because they created that narrative, and that just really gets on my nerves is when people like, WWE aren't giving us what they want, it's like, WWE never said that was happening, there was never a thing that they said, so therefore they're doing nothing wrong, they're just progressing with a different story. Um, because I don't think that was ever a thing that was going to happen, and quite frankly, I had no interest in it, Live being a part of that world. I I just didn't. Not saying she couldn't. Do I didn't it. think it
1: was a fit for her, really. I, I don't feel I don't see her being like that dark character.
0: Yeah. But anyway, um that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> then when she started to get into the sentence and, and started to speak what she was saying and saying that she was in love and she wasn't saying the name, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, exactly. She ain't, she ain't exactly. in love with Lashley here. Um and then of course she says that she's in love with Lana. And now, a lot of people were a little bit salty on this. I personally... This is where wasn't. the internet's
1: collective head blew off of its yeah. shoulders.
0: I think this is where people started from, this is just silly pro wrestling, to I hate this segment. Or some people loved it. I'm still on the love it side, because I think um, having, having Liv do that, saying that she's in love with Lana... I understand that she is, well, I don't know Liv Morgan personally, but it's, I think it's pretty common knowledge that she's, just, I hate labels. She's straight. I've talked about labels in the past, how I don't think they even matter, but I think having someone do this and it just being a part of a story normalizes it a little bit. It should be normal that a woman can fall in love with a woman or a man with a man or whatever. So I had no problem with it at all. I don't know how your feelings are towards it. I understand this argument, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it normalizes it a little bit because a lot of people were angry that it wasn't Sonya and it's like why because Sonya in her real life is is gay. Why does she have to play a gay character? Or even if she is I think it's pretty open on television that she is gay, but I I, I don't know. How do you feel about that's, the situation? That's the thing,
1: I don't think they're like keeping it a secret by any I mean every anyone who watches Total Divas knows anyone who basically has seen her come out in the in the rainbow inspired LGBTQ gear knows it's not a secret she doesn't have to be pigeonholed into playing a character based on her sexual orientation
0: no i i agree with you there um but regardless of what people think about it um instant thing was when she said I'm in love with Lana, or it's you Lana, whatever the words were. The crowd went nuts, and that's where the crowd really were hanging on this segment for every single moment after. Um, There was a little bit of like hesitation from Lana, and then the, the slap and the brawl, as you would at a wedding, and then Rusev came out from the cake, and then all hell broke loose. I think it was a offensive. The only experience. part of
1: this segment that people knew was going to happen, Rusev popped yeah. out of the cake.
0: Anytime there's a big giant cake in the ring, um, A, someone's popping out of it, or B, someone's going into it. In this situation, we got both. Um, now, here's the, here's the thing. This is when Twitter erupted for hours and hours after this segment. It, again, didn't... I personally loved it. I've watched this segment... Multiple times this week and have loved it every other time since I've shown other people this segment that watch wrestling um, I've shown them and they all loved it. They no one really seemed to have a problem with it Is it a majority that hate it? Is it a minority that hate it? It's hard to really tell because I Feel like our Twitter feeds or at least from my point of view It was like 50 50 like tweet after tweet It was one person hated it one person loved it one person hated it and it was all Pretty much they hated it for the same reason. They loved it for the same reason. There was really no like diversity in terms of um, reasons they loved it or reasons they hated it. It seemed to be they hated the fact that it was um, that a gay character, if you will, was done for shock and awe and was done and it doesn't really help. It doesn't have good representation of that um, community and the people that loved it pretty much thought what we are saying that it's just pro-wrestling turned up to 100. That's just pro-wrestling in its finest form to me. That's, yeah, that's very, attitud- era, super, very yeah. Attitude Era-esque, by the way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, a little bit of everything that, that encapsulated the Attitude Era. And then you have people that are like, I want the Attitude Era back until we get it. And then it's like, oh, I don't want the Attitude Era back anymore. I've seen a couple of different things. I- I'd say, you say 50-50, I'd say it's probably like 75-25 hate in my feed mm. um a lot of people hated it like, like you said because it's sh- they they feel like they use the lesbian angle for shock and awe which as, as much as i don't agree I, i'll get i'll give you that theory i'll let you have that because you know
0: i get that yeah i it,
1: get it, I get. it's, it it's digestible yeah i don't don't believe it i think that this a A, i think this makes everyone involved infinitely more interesting b i think it's important to have lgbt representation on tv uh wouldn't it been nice to see sonya in that role yeah sure but i think liv morgan might actually be better suited for it and sonya devils on smackdown so
0: yeah and it's like people like liv is a straight person playing a gay character it's like okay i've watched many movies or i've i've not even just watch them, I know about many movies that are straight people playing gay people, and it's things like, okay, so Brokeback Mountain was huge in its time. Um, Those two dudes are straight if you want to put labels on anything, and that, you know, people don't really seem to have too much of a problem with that. Um, But wrestling's weird. Wrestling is like, Everyone knows that it's a television show, but then some people are like, no, it can't be like that because it's it's real life. It's like, but it's not real life. These people are playing all playing characters. Liv's just playing a character. Just because her sexual orientation in her real life doesn't match up to her character means nothing. She she is she is a person with in a community now, especially with people our age. Liv Morgan is younger than us, older than us. So she's around our age. She's like our age. Um, we are very aware of our surroundings. I feel like we're a very... I mean, there's still exceptions to the rule, but I feel like our generation is very accepting of all kinds of people. Um, yeah. For a lot of the things. So we kind of are very aware of what's going on. Like, um, And, and regardless, what is a quote-unquote gay character? Isn't it just a person? People want to normalize yeah. things. It's just... Live happen to fall in love with Lana. It doesn't change who she is as a person. It doesn't change her personality. Uh, yeah, but, and we it, don't it, know it, where this is going either. This could all be just a big setup by Rusev. It really could be just to get under the skin of Lana and and Lashley. They could drop it next week. You really don't know, especially with WWE programming.
1: Yeah, they drop things at the drop of a hat. But um, I, I did want to just to your point there. Uh, wanted to, wanted to throw this out there. If a gay character if you're playing a gay character and your your defining characteristic of that character is that they're gay, you're not doing it right,
0: yeah you know what yeah, I mean I, 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 I completely completely understand um and completely agree I just uh hey, people are gonna have opinions on it, but I guess that's what makes this world kind of keep turning in a way It's just we're not all going to agree on some things um, but regardless. If you look on WWE's YouTube um, and WWE's social platforms, um, it's hot. This angle is hot. It is a. It's doing like gigantic numbers. Um, I'm just trying to look up right now, the actual amount of viewers um, that this has. So the video on WWE's YouTube is 4.1 million views in two days. Which is huge. I mean, it's... It, for comparison... Um, for comparison, let me go onto WWE's YouTube page here so we can have a look about... Just, you know, to see some other things. Videos. I'm on my phone at the moment, guys. Sorry. Um, so, let's see some videos from Raw and see what other numbers are kind of going on here. So, oh, well, the Lana... They had like a .dot com exclusive that got three million views with Lana. Um, for reference, the Ricochet Andrade match got three hundred and eighty-five thousand views. Um, the the Becky Lynch promo got one hundred and ninety-two thousand views. Um, the closest thing to it was the Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe brawl with Rollins and AOP that got nine hundred and four thousand views. So this is doing a big a big number for WWE. So don't expect this storyline to go anytime soon. I couldn't imagine it going anywhere anytime soon. And I think the inclusion of Liv Morgan and adding more of it, because I would assume that we're getting some kind of mixed tag match out of this. I would think. Yeah, Um, probably. Which, Hey, at the end of the day, people always want more wrestling and people have clamored for Liv Morgan to be wrestling for quite a while. Well, for months, ever since she was broken up from the Riot squad drafted to SmackDown, then drafted back to Raw. Um, she had one match in there with Charlotte Flair and said, when I come back, it'll be the real Liv Morgan that comes back. Um, which is weird to think about six or seven months ago and in the spot she's in now and the real Liv Morgan, I guess, is is here, the makeover of Liv Morgan or whatever. Um, people clamored for her to wrestle more. I'm happy to see Liv Morgan wrestle. I think she, I don't, Uh, she's uncharted territory to me. I think she has potential, but I don't know. It's sink or swim now though. You're in WWE's, as much as people don't want to admit this, this is is WWE's biggest storyline, at least in terms of viewership. It has the most eyes on it. I think the wedding did bigger numbers for Raw than it has in three or four months. Um, Yeah. And there was an overrun on Raw, which we do not get anymore. So obviously WWE had bought more time from USA Networks to get an overrun. Um, because they knew this would draw big numbers. They're not stupid in this case, because it is. It's very Paul Heyman. We said that from the start. This storyline is very Paul Heyman-esque. It has Heyman written all over it, but at the same time, it has Vince written all over it. This is a very top-tier storyline. Um, so it's sink or swim for someone like Liv. Rusev is over as anything at the moment. Lana's really hated by association. Lashley's really hated. And I think you just got a recipe for success, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's just <laughs> this it's segment just... has been
1: this whole thing has just been a roller coaster. I think that that represents the best of pro wrestling. Yeah, you it want is. the twists and turns, the ups and downs. You want all the drama. You want all the the, the tension. This this storyline has taken everything that's good about pro wrestling outside of the ring, ratcheted it up to a hundred. And just let it loose on the WWE Universe. And obviously not everyone's going to love it. Obviously a lot of people are going to hate it. Because it's the day and age we live in. But damned if it doesn't do numbers. And isn't that the end of the day? Isn't that what we want? Obviously some people are enjoying Whether you like it or not. You're tuning in. Mm-hmm. Clearly you are. If, you, if, these, if these YouTube videos are doing 4 million views.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are watching this. For whatever reason they want to. Whether it's just to shit on it. Whether it's to like it, whether it's to whatever, whether it's just to see it, um, I think more people are going to be watching this because even if you don't agree with this whole Liv Morgan thing, everyone's going to watch next week to be like, well, what is she going to say? Or not even just watch next week, um, people are going to watch on YouTube, people are going to watch on W's Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're kind of watching it, people are going to view this vi- vi- these videos and these segments. Um, and in five years time, I'm not going to remember any match that Rusev and Lashley have had, or are having, or this... I'm not going to remember any of that. I'm going to remember the wedding. I'm going to remember Lana and Lashley first kissing. I'm going to remember Rusev being arrested. That's what I'm going to remember. That's really all I need to remember, because it's 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 stuck in my brain now. I'm never going to forget that wedding. Whether people like it or not, they're going to remember that wedding. Um. It's just pro wrestling at its finest to me. It's being done very pro wrestling. I'm using pro wrestling as an adjective here because it's very pro wrestling. Um, but yeah, just a, a, a crazy 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 segment that just give me more of it. I like that kind of that over the topness, so I'm I'm down for whatever. If we get some kind of mixed tag out of this, cool. Whatever. And um if this the- if- it is they have to work to top this now.
1: Yeah, which I don't know means, if this is
0: peaked. I, I, it's hard to think that you can...
1: Obviously, there are, there are peaks and valleys and stories, ebbs and flows. But if you're going to keep it going, you, you got to work to keep on this level. And I, for one, am ecstatic that we're getting more of this because... Well, that we should be getting more of this. Again, WWE drops stuff... Pretty quickly. Yep. I don't think they're. I think they've invested way too much to drop this, though, obviously.
0: Yeah. I'm I think they would have done it by now if they were yep. going to drop it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's been months. If they're going to drop it, they would have dropped it by now. I'm excited to see where this goes. I am super psyched to see. I want them to stretch to Mania. I want you there to be can? a huge blow off match at WrestleMania.
0: Do you think they can stretch it to Mania? Do you think the interest oh, will yeah. still be there by Mania? I think if they keep up this over the topness um, and this kind of uh, lack of a better term, train wreck of a storyline, because it is a train wreck. Not all train wrecks are bad to look at. Some of them are really fun to look at. That's why I watch reality TV, is because it's a train wreck, because it's fun to watch. Um, and that's what kind of is piquing my interest for this, is, is, is that train wreck mentality. Um, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Um, on the other end of things, we do need to talk about, well, you'll kind of more talk about this than I will. Wrestle Kingdom, two-day event. Um, it's going to be fairly big. It's New Japan's WrestleMania, if you will, for anyone that is a just a WWE fan and hasn't watched New Japan. If you're going to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling at any time of the year, Wrestle Kingdom is the time to do it. It's a two-day event. Um, and then New Year's dashes on the day after. So it's three days of just a lot of wrestling. Um, I, this is the only time... Well, I watch... New Japan sparingly throughout the year. Of course, I keep tabs on it. I kind of know what's going on, but this is the one time of the year where I'm like, I'm definitely going to watch this. I can't watch it live this year because I am at work, but I can watch it later in the, in the night when I finish um, because it is on at uh, like 6 p.m. or something, my time. So, um, which is weird to watch wrestling live at that time for me because I'm used to watching it at 9.30 in the morning. Um, yeah, this,
1: this is like the tables are turned here. where you, you can watch this at a relatively normal time, whereas I am waking Well, I'm not going to sleep, I guess. Uh, night one starts at 2 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Night two starts at midnight a little bit better. But uh, this is, yeah, this is that one time of year where I just pull out all the stops to get my snacks, my sodas, uh, get, get together with one or two friends, hopefully. If not, I mean, it's, uh, the last three years I've watched Wrestle Kingdom, uh, I've been with people. Which I think is important, because if I have to stay up by myself for, like, the three or four, I don't know how long each night's going to be, but, like, you know,
0: four hours by myself, it's tough, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But, um, Wrestle Kingdom is always very good. Last year's was really good. The year before that was really, really good. Um, I've been watching for the last three Wrestle Kingdoms, so this will be my fourth when I watch this one, I think. Maybe, maybe this will be my third. Not sure. Did you it- watch-
1: did you watch, uh, 11? Did you watch Omega Okada the first time?
0: No, so I've watched the last two.
1: Imagine that, like, that was my first New Japan show, and I got to watch- Jericho
0: brought me in. Jericho was the one that brought Okay, me yeah,
1: in. so the Wrestle Kingdom 12. Jericho Omega was a fantastic match.
0: Yeah, Jericho was the one, when I seen him, I was like, well, I love Chris Jericho. Um, I'm going to follow what he does, which is really weird now, because I- he's on television on a different network every week and I don't watch it, which is weird, but he brought me into new Japan and he was the one that kind of got me there. And he, he got me to order new Japan world. Um, he got me to that. That's what made it. It it does work. It, It does work. Contrary to what people believe it does bring more eyes in and it got me there and it kept me there for at least wrestle kingdoms the next year. And this year, um, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I'm, Kevin's going to run down the card for the next 10 minutes or so just to kind of um, give us a little, you know, quick little update of where we are, um, and then we will we'll move on to some other things, but I do want to dedicate some time to let Kevin go for the go for the heels in this one. Take it away, Kev.
1: No, okay, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, this is the best show of the year, just so super excited, and this is like the first year where I've really been following New Japan the whole way. Whereas, you know, the years years prior, and I'll, I'll say Jericho definitely had a part in that, too, because I watched Wrestle Kingdom 11 with my friends. as sort of like, a, like oh, let's see if we can stay up all night and watch this crazy Japanese wrestling. And then when Jericho got involved, I was like, oh, wow, OK, let's, you know, let's let's follow this. And Jericho's still involved. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, we'll break down the card. Uh, there's some matches that I'm not even going to like talk about. I'll, I'll list them. But, you know, some of them aren't as important. But I want, to t- I want to take a minute and talk about the dark match for night one, which is a stardom match. Mayu Iwatani and Arisa Hoshiki versus Julia and Hana Kimura. And while I'm not, I'm not certain about these competitors, I don't watch stardom. Hashtag watch stardom. But I know that I have tons of friends in the wrestling community that do and that swear by it and say it's amazing. Shout out JPQ um and i was actually looking forward to watching this match because i want to get into stardom in the new year but unfortunately it's a dark match it's not going to be available on new japan world so looks like i'll have to find another way into stardom but it is crazy to think that they're getting a match on the new japan uh new japan on new japan's biggest show of the year uh, you you never would have saw that, but with with Bushi Road acquiring Stardom, you're gonna start to see this more and more. I think where you're gonna start to see Stardom matches popping up on you know the Dominions and the Wrestle Kingdoms of the world, and soon enough, I think they might, I, I don't know about a merger because Stardom's doing so well on their own, but you might get to see more more female involvement in New Japan. That's probably the biggest knock on New Japan is that there's no women's division. and That's a very viable knock.
0: That's a very um, big reason why I don't think I'm as interested in it as yeah, because of that, because that's kind of what I like the most about wrestling. I don't think if, you know, it's really weird. Sorry to digress, but if women weren't in the spot they're in now in a mainstream capacity, I don't think I'd still be watching wrestling, which is weird.
1: No, it's fair though. I mean, at some point you because have it's to yeah, the yeah, same kinda... over
0: and over again, it'd just be like, I'd be like, there's nothing retaining my interest, especially this yeah. year. We've had a lot of good wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but, um, especially WWE's product, went through a big slump this year, but the shining stars of those things were things like Becky and Bailey, and the NXT women's division and stuff like that. And
1: yeah, the women carried the year. Not, yeah. not just in WWE. Look at Tessa Blanchard.
0: Tessa, yeah, Tessa and stuff like that. Seeing stuff like that has, has retained my interest over the last few years. Um, but anyway, sorry to butt in.
1: It's okay. You're allowed to butt in. Um, so, that, so that's that's the dark match of the night, the Stardom special match. Then you have a couple tag matches. Uh, I'll go. I'll just rattle off some names here. On the pre-show, you have uh, Tomoaki Hanma and Togi Makabe, Yuya Uemura and Yoda Suji versus. T- and I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing these names right because a lot of these guys on these like these pre-show matches, I've never heard of. Uh, versus Toa Hanare, and then a couple of the the Young Lions from the LA Dojo, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. Whatever, should be fun. Uh, the other pre-show match is Hiroshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima versus Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi. Don't care about that one. The first match on the card, according to Wikipedia, I'm not sure if this is the exact order, but this is the first match worth talking about. It's Jushin Thunder Liger's, one of his retirement matches. He's teaming with uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, the Great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask versus Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, Tatsuhito Takeyawa, and Ryusuke Taguchi. Tidu- and, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Liger a little bit because of his impact on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think that they could have done a little bit better with his retirement series here. He's got this match on night one. He's got a tag match on night two, which should be a little bit better. Um I think there's less old people involved. But I, I feel like they could have done better with Liger's last couple of matches. I feel like he, this would be a prime spot for him to have a special singles match or something. Not necessarily. He is not the fight for the junior heavyweight title or anything. But, you know, a match with, you know, they had, they, he had a great match with Minoru Suzuki back a couple months ago that should have been saved for this show. They could have kept that feud going for this show. He's There's plenty of juniors not on the card that Liger could go out and have great matches with, in addition to guys like Suzuki. Um, But anyway, Liger, what do you think of Liger?
0: Well, I remember watching... So when when I first started watching wrestling, as everyone knows, WCW was gone. But um, when I started to get into WCW, he was kind of at the forefront... Well, not the forefront. He was within the cruiserweight division, and that's where I first kind of got my exposure to Liger. And then... As you get older, you start watching more other wrestling. And Liger was always one to pop up. Um, And then kind of, I mean, I've seen him at TakeOver, of course, against Tyler Breeze. And that was crazy to see, um, just with his history and him someone being on Nitro, (laughs) um, fighting Tyler Breeze. And then I haven't really seen too much from him in the last few years. And then when he announced that he was going to retire, um, that's when I kind of was like, holy crap. But yeah, that was my kind of. He's a legend. If, if for lack of a better term, just a legend. He's bigger than a legend at this point. um, But he's very much a worldwide name in wrestling. Well, sorry guys, we had some internet issues there. We are talking about uh, Lager and his impact, and I was just saying how much of a legend he was. Kevin's internet unfortunately dropped out, but it's okay. Kevin, we're, b- we're back. Uh, technical difficulties happen. Isn't the internet a wonderful thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to, yeah, you know, my apologies. Uh, you know, my internet should be apologizing, not me. So my Wi-Fi apologizes to all of you. But yeah, j- just to <laughs> Just to touch on Liger for a minute here. My first exposure to Liger was NXT, that match with Tyler Breeze. Obviously, I knew of him, but I had never watched a match of his until then. And I knew how old he was. And I was like, I I honestly didn't have high hopes for that match because I was like, oh, it's more of a novelty than anything. But damn, Liger could still go. And he's shown that over the last couple of years in New Japan, that he could still go. He still had some great showings against guys like, you know, Marty Skrull and Hiromu Takahashi, Will Ospreay the whole junior division basically so i i wish i was able to see one more of those classic matches before he goes out the door it looks like we're settling for tag action but i do think that's what he wanted i think this is how he wanted to go out so i can't knock it too much
0: yeah you you can't um what else have we got on the wrestle kingdom cards cards would you say cards because it's multiple days i guess
1: uh, cards yeah it's two nights
0: um and just for
1: just to touch on it, I actually don't like two nights. I want one night.
0: Me either. I want I'd rather one, a really long show.
1: Yes, I'd I'd rather one crazy ass eight, like six seven hour night than two nights of like especially where I when feel you're like getting up
0: or you're staying up until that time of the morning. Um, yeah, you'd rather just stay up in one night and then sleep the next day.
1: Yeah, I do this shit two nights in a row. Anyway, back to the card. Uh, there's two matches here two special eight-man tag matches that aren't really that important in the grand scheme of things, but it's Faction Warfare. You have LIJ, Los Angeles, de Japón with Evil, Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi. Taking on Suzuki-Goon, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., El Desperado. That should be a fun match. Um, the main storyline there is that on Night 2, Shingo's taking on Suzuki, and Sonata's taking on Zack Sabre Jr., so you'll have to see those two clash. Uh, the other guys are just sort of there. And then the other one is Chaos versus Bullet Club. It's Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Toru Yano, and Yoshihashi taking on Fale, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Yajiro Takahashi. The main storyline there being Goto and Kenta. We'll get to see them score off before their night two match for the Never Openweight title. And now we get into some of the title matches, some of the more important matches of night one. First one up off the list for the IWGP Tag Team Championship, the most... the the most ghostly championship in all of wrestling because I don't even know, I barely knew where it was for this entire year. The Gorillas of Destiny, Tongaloa, Tamatanga, your champions, taking on the team of Juice Robinson and David Finley for the uh, IWGP Tag Team Championships, Fin Juice as they're called. They won the World Tag League. They'll be taking on the Gorillas of Destiny. Again, like I said, the tag team division in New Japan is so bad. I, I, I know like, New Japan's got like this almost this, this holier than now look to it where everyone like worships everything they do. Their tag team division is so bad. Rough. Rough. Like they have these are the only two tag teams they have in the heavyweight division at least. Damn. Everything else is just cobbled together. Even, I mean, Juice and David Finley have been tagging together for these World Tag Leagues before. But it's not like they compete together year in and year out like on a yearly basis as a tag team. They're they're sort of cobbled together in their own way. That said, I think they'll win the match because they love changing titles at uh, New Japan shows. Or at Wrestle Kingdoms, basically. So I do see a title change here. Um, Yeah. Uh, nothing against the girls' destiny. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm, they don't really do it for me in the ring, but they've been champions for like almost a whole year, and they are like five or six time IWGP Tag Team titles. One of the greatest heavyweight tag teams in New Japan's history. And it's crazy to think that Tonga Loa was once uh, was once Camacho on WWE. Yeah, I remember Camacho. <laughs> Camacho. Uh, next though, this one is one that I don't know if I'm excited for. But I know a lot of people are, so I'll talk about it. Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a good old Texas death match oh. for the IWP United States Championship. Now, the rules are this match can only one, be won by a 10-count knockout, think last man standing match, or by a submission, which plays right into Lance Archer's hands because his finisher is sort of like a, a hybrid submission pin. It's called the EBD claw, where he basically gives you, he basically claws your head like the vice grip, like Holly's vice grip. And uh, basically knocks you out and pins you. But he could definitely use it as a submission for a knockout. Now, I have been on the record on this show as saying that I don't care about John Moxley.
0: Mm, I, have-
1: I am much more excited to see Lance Archer here. If anyone has enjoyed a renaissance like 2019, it's everybody dies Lance Archer, the murder hawk. He had a great G one. He's your United States champion. He's never held singles gold in in the uh, New Japan before, and he's been there for a long time, uh, like, 10, like eight years or so since he he was he was in WWE for a while. Yeah, as a uh, Vance Archer, I believe he was. I, I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, he was. He never
1: made a he never made an impact on me he in WWE. Know. Huge impact in New Japan. Uh, in the tag team division with Davey Boy Smith Jr., now that Davey Boy Smith has departed for Major League Wrestling, you have Lance Archer competing in singles. He, again, like I mentioned, the G1, he had a terrific showing, had some great matches with the likes of Osprey and Okada. And I think he retains the belt. I do think he retains the belt um, because the, the winner of this match will go on to face Juice Robinson on night two. And I'd much rather see Lance and Juice than Moxley and Juice.
0: I don't like John Moxley. Yeah, you're not, you're not a fan. You're um, not a fan. So here's, okay. So this is gonna make people really probably not like me, but um, I didn't even know John Moxley was wrestling on this card until yeah. Renee Young tweeted that she's in Japan, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I did some back search from that, and I was like, okay, that's why she's in Japan because John is wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he um, well, he was the United States champion for a long time. He had yeah, a vacated yeah. title, yeah. due to travel issues, which is how Lance managed to win it. He beat Juice Robinson in a, a no DQ match at uh, King of Pro Wrestling, maybe one of those like September October shows. And this this should be a good one though. Texas Deathmatch does favor both these men. Uh, it's gonna be bloody. It's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be a drag out knockdown brawl. I think Lance Archer retains, but I am not sure. If I'm really... Like, I, I think compared to others who are probably touting this as one of the matches of the night, I'm looking at the next three matches on the card for night one and thinking they're all going to be, like, light years better.
0: That's fair. I really have no opinion on it because I found out about it yesterday. So... No, you do <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we, we have junior heavyweight action. Will Ospreay taking on Hiromu Takahashi for the junior heavyweight title.
0: Okay, um, so let me just... I need to talk about Will Ospreay and Blinking here. So, his Instagram story is one of... Well, his Instagram stories in general I just love. Because Will Ospreay is just kind of a dum-dum. And I really like that. Like, I'm really into it. So, like, I watch his Instagram stories a lot. As a lot of us do. We watch a lot of people's Instagram stories. For not really that much of a, you know, really important reason. Other than just to really just waste some time. That's what I do on Instagram. Anyway. Um... He's trying to blink at six seconds with this little app thing that you do, and you got this timer, and at six you have to blink. Um, it's fucking hard. I tried it yesterday, and I can't, I can't do it, so I just gave up. But wu has been at it for days, days. Like this whole week, he's just been trying to blink, blink, and he just cannot get it at six seconds. Like he gets close, but he cannot get it. And just watching him get frustrated is like, is honestly the formula of ro- why I want him to win at Wrestle Kingdom. So,
1: okay, so that's what I like. I like that you could, you could take these arbitrary things and parlay them into why you want someone to win a wrestle Kingdom.
0: Absolutely. I, right, on
1: the other hand, am rooting for Hiromu because, and I, I don't know, you I, if I had to take a guess, I'd say you've probably seen clips of his injury from last year. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it, I mean, it was. It, it's tough to watch. I, I watched it live, and it was just, like, sickened. Oh, takes yeah. a nasty neck bump in a match against Dragon Lee. Finished the match, to his credit, but that was out for a number of months, even o- over a year. And he's having his return ma- Technically, he's already had his return match, which is so stupid. He wrestled on the Road to Tokyo Dome shows. Actually got pinned one night. I hate that.
0: Okay guys, we're having some more technical difficulties with Kevin and his internet. It is like Kevin versus his internet at the moment, um, so let me, let me keep this show rolling because um, I'm still recording as you can hear. Um, we will get back to Kevin <laughs> Kevin in a minute, but um, obviously there's just some internet issues on his end that we cannot fix. But um, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up, Um, I'll see if I can get Kevin back into this call. Uh, let me, let me see. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm just calling back Kev. Sorry everybody, this, um, I probably won't edit this little bit out just because I'm talking. Um, but, um, let me call back Kev (laughs) and get him back on the call. Okay, um yeah, guys, so internet issues happen. I'll keep this little bit in just so you can hear our struggle because why not? It's real life. that's what this <laughs> this is all about. Welcome to 2020. I guess is what i <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say here. Um, let me just get kev um, let me let me call him up. He's going to do the rest off of his phone so it doesn't, uh... Okay. When we call up Kev, you'll you hear me dialing even. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin is back. I am st- still am recording, Kev. I just was like, hey, I'll just, uh, I'll uh, wet, the, wet the appetites of people while we wait for Kev. Just in case your internet was going to shit it again. Um, but it obviously just doesn't want you to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, it's killing me, man. <laughs> Kevin's uh, on his phone by the way now guys So if he sounds a little bit different It's just because he's talking into his phone mic.
1: Yeah I'm on my phone now We've resorted to uh, using the Best of our technology here <laughs> So I just was Yeah saying, I don't know what I the just, hell is going I just on. was
0: saying while um, you were gone I was like well welcome to 2020 We've never had that happen By the way in nearly a year of recording Together that's never happened
1: <laughs> Yeah I'm flabbergasted that it happened because my internet's usually pretty reliable
0: Hmm. i mean anyway it's not a big deal i kept the show going while you while you were uh while you were gone um i can't tell you exactly what you were talking about but um where were you at
1: so i was talking about will osprey and how he's had an undeniably good 2019 but I think 2020 is the year where he jumps to the heavyweight division, and I think that starts here. I think he loses the belt in a great match.
0: Cool. All right, let's keep moving on because uh, now we've <laughs> taken up a little. Yeah, bit now of we're racing of...
1: against the clock. I don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on. Um, we'll talk about the next two matches together because it's the do- it's the round, it's sort of round one, so to speak, of the double gold dash, where you have Jay White taking on Tetsuya Naito. And Kazuchika Okada taking on Kota Ibushi, and the, both these matches are going to kick ass. And I think that Naito is going to win his, and Okada is going to win his. And I think we're going to see those two square off on night two. That's about. That's really all, all I had to say on that. It's going to be two great matches.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. It's it's hard for me to just take a guess because I'm so unfamiliar with all these people, which is, it's good and it's bad. It's bad in the sense of, I don't really know. Obviously, I know who Okada is, and I know who other people are. I know who they are, Um, but it's a different kind of viewing. I'm just viewing it for... I have no expectation of too many people. Um, I don't really play favorites into... I have people that I'm like, I know who you are. I kind of like you or I dislike you, but I'm not really playing favorites on too many things. I'm just kind of watching it, which is refreshing in wrestling because sometimes even I, who watches wrestling a little bit differently with a bit more of like a casual viewing, um, I still play favorites and I'm like, I like this person, I don't like this person. I'm just watching it to watch some good wrestling. That's really my main goal is for Wrestle Kingdom which I always get fulfilled on
1: yeah dude it's, it honestly is refreshing to and that's how I feel well that's how I felt in the past this year I have rooting interests my mm. um, guy to two unites I was gotta walk out with both the belts or else I'm gonna cry Um, but, and, and, and Hiromu as well I hope he walks out with the belt but it is refreshing to be able to watch it and not have like things at stake yeah to not really you know because like, you don't get hurt that way wrestling is good at, wrestling can hurt
0: oh fuck yeah it can it can fucking gut like right in the gut like it fucking
1: fish yeah it, it's and, intense. <laughs> yeah so we'll move on to night two and night two i don't even want to touch on everything because like again there's some matches that aren't that important you know i'll go through the list you have a gauntlet. Oh, this this sucks. A gauntlet match. for the- I didn't even know this was happening until just now. I'm looking at the cards. So, you have a gauntlet match for the never open weight six man tag team titles. The most useless belts in New Japan. You have. Uh, let me go through this. Togi Togi Makabe and Toru Yanu and Ryusuke Taguchi, taking on Ishi Yoshiyasi and Robbie Eagles, taking on Bad Luck Fale Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi. Taking on evil Shingo and Bushi. Take it on Taichi El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. Who cares? Josh.
0: I dare. I have no comment.
1: <laughs> I think the I think the LIJ guys will win just because I feel like that's gonna be the theme of this year's uh this year's show is that L.I.J. wins. Um and then you have Liger's final match. He's teaming with Naoki Sano to take on Ryu Lee, who, if you're wondering, is Dragon Lee, just going by another name, and Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, Again, this will be Liger's farewell. Well, actually, he's having a farewell on New Year's Dash, but this is his last match. Damn. Crazy to think about. What a career. What a storied career. I know we already talked about Liger, so we won't touch on him too much. But, you know, farewell to a legend. Farewell to a legend. The rest of the card, we got... Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo taking on Sho and Yo from Roppongi 3K for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. The Junior Tag Team's a little bit better than the Heavyweight Tag scene. There are tag teams in the Junior Junior Division. That said, the same, like, two or three teams do have the belts all the time. Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not trying to sound rude. I'm just trying to be in agreement because I can't really add too much. <laughs> I got no, I got you. <laughs> just trying to, just trying to, just just trying to, you know, uh, you know, wet my ego a little bit. Like, oh, he's yeah. talking some yeah, shit. Right sure. now. I could, you could be talking complete BS to me, and I'd just be like, yeah, sure. yes yeah, Santa
1: Claus is taking on Bono in a uh, gravy boat match.
0: I would be fucking down for that. By the way, I would watch that. Oh, but that would I? Go go Bono. Anyway.
1: Anyway, uh, you have Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Sonata, which I mentioned before. If you're looking for a show stealer of a match, that is it. Obviously, with the with the double gold matches and you know some of the other stuff, it's going to be hard to steal the show. But Sabre Jr. and Sonata are two of the most technically proficient wrestlers on the planet. Zack Sabre Jr. probably is the most technically proficient wrestler on the yeah, planet.
0: Very good. Very good.
1: And. Oh, and this is for the uh, British Heavyweight Championship. I didn't know this had a stipulation.
0: Oh,
1: well, thank you. So that's the Rev, that's the Rev Pro Heavyweight title. Cool.
0: cool.
1: And Sabre Jr. is the champion. Sonata's is the challenger. Uh, I hope Sonata wins. I feel like he needs a title to jumpstart his year. Then you got the winner of Archer Moxley taking on Juice for the United States Championship. Very underrated storyline here is that Juice Robinson it could also walk out of Wrestle Kingdom a double champion. It's not just the four main guys. He could be a tag champ and the U.S. champion. And frankly, I think he will be.
0: Damn. Damn. Juice,
1: the former CJ Parker, has had a pretty good 2019 after a pretty bad 2018. He beat Cody at Wrestle Kingdom 13 in a match that wasn't that great, but you know, whatever. He had a pretty good G1. He beat uh, John Moxley at the end of it after losing to Moxley on the Best of the Super Juniors final show. Good year for Juice. Good year for Archer. Great year for Moxley if I'm speaking objectively. Uh, This should be fun. Should be a fun match. Juice has fun matches. He's a fun guy. Fun, fun, fun. I know JPQ doesn't like him. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't. (laughs) No, he's a B-plus player in JPQ's eyes. To me, he's a firm A-minus. Then next up, yeah, for the never-open weight title, a match I'm looking forward to. Kenta, the champ, taking on Hiroki Goto, the challenger. Now, obviously, you know Kenta. I'm hey, not I sure like how Kenta. much, how, how aware you are of Goto.
0: I'm not, com- I, I think, I've heard the na- I I'm not familiar. Let's just put it at that. I'll just say this: These two dudes are going to beat the piss out of each other. i mean, Cool. Down. That is
1: that. the never open weight style. It's funny. I was reading up on the belt the other day because it's like the fourth important heavyweight belt, which you know doesn't obviously doesn't let speak much. But I was looking at it, and originally the plan for this belt was to have like the, it be something for the young stars, which is a good idea. But it's turned into this belt where to win it, you have to just be so stiff and just beat the piss out of your opponents. I I hate to use the same phrase twice, but that's really it's really a piss beater belt. Hmm. I'm 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 in. You sold me. Good. And Kent, obviously these two guys mix it up with the best. Kent has been champion since Royal Quest, or he beat my guy, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh it's sad that Ishii is not even. Like a relevant factor on this card. I'm not sure how much you know of him, but he's had probably the best 2019 of any mid-carder in the world. So he's he's in that uh, gauntlet match, and he's in a tag match on night one. He's really getting the short end of the stick here. Whatever. Then you have the loser's match. The loser of Okada Ibushi taking on the loser of White and Naito. I think it's going to be Ibushi and White in a rematch in the G1. I think Jay White's going to win. I think Kota Ibushi leaves as the big loser somehow. Uh, it sucks because these are four world class athletes, and none of them should be like losing two matches. But I think it hurts Ibushi the least to lose two. White's got such a huge career ahead of him that he needs to start winning matches. And I think Naito and Okada are primed for the main event. Now, this next match, I know you're going to be excited for Hiroshi yeah. Tanahashi the ace of New Japan for 15-some-odd years, taking on Chris Jericho, the ace of the universe, in a singles match where if Tanahashi is to win, he'll receive a match for Jericho's AEW World Championship, a stipulation that I, frankly, did not see coming.
0: Well, I didn't think that New Japan and AEW would ever get to a point where they would be working working together. I didn't think that was going to really... I don't know. I just didn't foresee that as a thing that was going to happen. So, um... I'm... I'm not mad at it because I think it it benefits both of them. I mean, they're the number... Number two and number three companies in the world. So... Put them two together and you do the math. So, um... Who knows if it leads to more, more stuff, but... It depends. I guess it depends on the victor of this match. But, um... It's pretty big. Yeah, AEW is uh, very hot right now. Objectively yeah, speaking, definitely. of course. But um, and J-P-W and
1: head. AEW teaming up would be. I, I I know there's a lot of people that are like. Oh, they. No, neither company needs it. But I friggin' want to see it. I don't I care. I want to just see it
0: just to see what happens. It's it's pure curiosity for me. It's it's no other reason than just I'm curious to see what kind of relationship they would have.
1: Yeah, it's intriguing. It's going to be one of the big storylines in 2020. Now this stipulation swung me. I thought Jericho was going to win. Now I think Tanahashi wins and gets that AEW World Title match.
0: Tanahashi, um, I uh mm, I would just I would suspe- suspect that he would win because there's too much intrigue in it now to not give people that yeah opinion.
1: you've already you've already you've already stacked the deck you can't like del- you can't not deliver on a, on a tanahashi jericho aew title match now i know i know back when this match was announced i think in september uh a lot of people were like oh why are they wrestling they're both old i think these guys can go out who fucking have cares out- exactly i first of all both these guys still deliver at a very high level it's not yeah. like it's so not like Jericho's out him. here
0: fucking, you know, just laying down and, and doing nothing. Like, Jericho, yes, Chris Jericho, in my opinion, has a very certain style, and he but he only does what he knows that he can do very well. That's why Jericho is 49 years old and still wrestling at the level that he does. It's not like Jericho is going out here and making people fall asleep with his matches. Yeah. Um,
1: and Tanahashi's very similar in the, in the fact that he knows what he could do. He's obviously a little limited. He's 40, he's like early 40s. And he knows what he could do and does it really well. He goes through the hits in his matches. I think, when I think of a comparison for what this match could be like, at its peak, and this is obviously very high praise, I think we could see like an Undertaker Triple H, Undertaker Shawn Michaels type match here, where it's not like about the wrestling, it's about the story.
0: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, okay, okay, I I can get on board with that, um, yeah, because they are very story-driven matches, um, obviously it'll be a different, it'll be a different style, but Chris Jericho doesn't really wrestle, like, a certain company style, Jericho just wrestles, like, in a Jericho style, um, obviously... He wrestled with one company for majority of his time. But since leaving WWE, Jericho has adapted his own style and kind of takes that everywhere. Like he wrestled, he doesn't wrestle like a Japanese style of wrestling. He wrestles a Chris Jericho style of wrestling, if that makes any, well, that's how I see it anyway. For someone that doesn't watch all the time, I do sense there's a different style of wrestling. And this isn't a knock. This is just, you know different strokes for different folks, but, um, he, there is a difference in Jericho's matches than anybody else's, so, and wrestling someone like Tanahashi, who is a little bit older and does what he knows how to do, um, I just think this is going to be just different from anything else on the card, which is what you want. More of a yes, mainstream-style wrestling match, that's what I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah, um, and this also has the benefit of featuring arguably the best heel in wrestling right now, because Jericho... Was arguably the best babyface in wrestling. No one fights from underneath like Hiroshi Tanahashi, even at this stage of his career. I got into him because during last year's G One, his story was that he was injured, and he, everyone thought he was over the hill and couldn't do it anymore. And he just found a way to pull out these matches that was so pleasing to the eye. You know, he wasn't winning with power moves and feats of strength and his finisher. He's winning with cradles and roll ups. That he's become a smarter wrestler in his advanced age. And so is Jericho.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you completely. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's what's signing my name on the dotted line for this whole, or sh- well, these shows is because yeah. of that.
1: I figured. I figured. And then the last match of the evening, IWGP heavyweight champ versus IWGP intercontinental champ. The winner walks out of Tokyo Dome with all the gold. The double gold dash champion, as they call it. Now, we've talked enough about these four competitors. I think it's going to be Naito Okada, and I think Naito wins. I know, you're, I know you don't have a dog in the fight, but if I had to put you on the spot right now and say who's walking out with all the gold,
0: who's it going to be? It's... it's, it's my, the instant reaction, I'm just going to go with instant gut the first thing that just kind of popped out at me, and that's Naito. so I'm Yeah, gonna, I'm in agreement. But that's just pure, just gut reaction. It's just to go say that. Just hey, sometimes the best way to be is just go with what comes natural. So I'm just gonna go with that.
1: All right, I like that. I like where your head's at.
0: I'm I'm down with um, it.
1: Um, yeah, good. So that's that's new. De- that's Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Two nights of high octane, high intensity action. I feel like a salesman here trying to pitch this to you. I know you're. Uh, I know sold. you're already watching. It. I, I'm yeah. sold.
0: I, I'm I'm sold on the. I'm I'm excited. It's it's just um. It's not that I'm not excited for the show. It's just more so I can't really speak too much of it because I'm a dumb dumb when it comes to New Japan. So I don't want to. You are. Speak you're a dumb dumb Big dumb dumb when it comes to it. So there's that. Um. Well, we've we've ran down very two different very ends of pro wrestling. Um, there is a there is a little a couple more things I want to talk about. First thing is, um, big news. I know Kevin will be well. Kevin, when he's seen this, would have been over the fucking moon about it because he loves Reverb Rewind. It is coming back next Friday. Um, next week's episode will be Reverb Rewind. We're gonna get in the Royal Rumble spirit because it is. My favorite time of year. We're getting on Royal Rumble. Then when it's Road to WrestleMania, it is like just the best time to be a WWE fan. Um, so, Royal Rumble, we've got Royal Rumble off the top of my head. I haven't got my phone in front of me right now, but it was Royal Rumble 2008, Royal Rumble 2000, Royal Rumble 2003, and Royal Rumble 2016. You have four days That's correct. in the time of this release to go and vote. Um, so then we have a, little bit, a couple of days to watch the show and then... Review it next week. I'm excited because it's going to get me in that Rumble zone. It'll be the first time I'm watching a Rumble in a few... I haven't watched a Rumble in a little while. um, But it's just going to get me in that Royal Rumble season because we both love the Rumble. It's fucking fun. And just to go back and watch these entire shows will be fun as well. Because you have been one that's been saying, I want Reverb Rewind to come back because I know you do like it. (laughs)
1: I love Reverb Rewind. I love, watching, I love going back and watching the old stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I don't know what will win. At, at the time of this recording, the polls are very, very fucking close. So Yeah, I cast my vote. Keep, won't say what. Keep on voting, everybody, because more votes, the better. Um, and the next Friday, we will be having the, f- the first Reverb Rewind in months and um, the first episode of one of our series of the year. So, And it will get us in Rumble Zone. That's why I kind of did the rumbles and stuff like that. So I'm very excited to get that done. Now, um, I do encourage everybody, again, to go to the links below if you didn't listen at the start of the show to donate if you can to any help with the bushfires. Um, Make sure you... The reason I'm doing links and stuff now is because the last thing I want to talk about is something different. So, um, you know, all of our links are in the description below. Make sure you keep rating this podcast five stars all that good stuff, um, and also um, the reason, I know I promised video videocast would be coming back, but I broke my brand new camera, so it's on hold for now. I'm looking at getting it fixed and seeing how much money it's going to cost me. I shattered my lens, putting it into the car, I dropped it, and I was like, are you kidding me? I just spent a lot of money on that. Um, so it will be coming back eventually, but hey, it's not like you can't still hear us, and you can still see this on YouTube anyway, so um, it will be coming back soon. Now, now that I got all of my plugs and that in there, um, the reason I'm saying that now is because if you have not watched The Rise of Skywalker, please stop this podcast right now. Because for the next oh. five minutes or so, this oh. is going to be a spoiler-filled little time to talk about The Rise of Skywalker because me and Kevin have both watched it. So, again, spoiler alert to the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker because we're going to talk about it now. So, um, thank for anyone that hasn't watched it and is stopping this podcast now... Thank you very much for listening to our Wrestle Kingdom and the Lana Lashley breakdowns and all of that kind of stuff. We'll see you next week for Reverb Rewind. Now, Kevin, you've seen The Rise of Skywalker. I've seen The Rise of Skywalker. We had a very brief DM about it, and we both typed in all caps that we love this movie. Now, um, I had expectation going into The Rise of Skywalker because while I like The Last Jedi. A lot. And I know you love The Last Jedi. There was a few things in The Last Jedi that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Only a couple things, and not to the extent that everybody else did. There's a few things that I was like, okay. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? Um, Really, in grand scheme of things, The Rise of Skywalker, you'd- honestly, if I hadn't watched The Last Jedi, I would be... F- it kind of... um, I don't want to say it completely writes off The Last Jedi, because it doesn't, but... There's a lot of thing in the, things in the Rise of Skywalker that, like, if you didn't watch the Last Jedi, it wouldn't matter. Did you get that sense from that movie? Yes, absolutely. And I didn't.
1: I I I I will say this: I watched the movie twice. I saw it again oh. two night, three nights after the premiere. Right. And the more I and after a second watch with a more critical eye, there were some things I didn't like, and I didn't like the fact that they did retcon some of the stuff that, um. That was introduced in the last Jedi, namely, and again, if you haven't like logged off yet and you don't want to be spoiled, please big stop spoiler listening. spoiler
0: alert, yeah. Don't listen to this because the last thing me and Kevin want to do is spoil something as big as the Rise of Skywalker. Um, we have not obviously we're not that kind of we're not the kind of douchebags to write this on Twitter, which is why we're like spoiler alert, everyone. So this is your final warning. Spoiler alert: Kevin is about to talk massive fucking spoilers from this movie. So please, if you haven't l- watched this movie, Please just stop this podcast right now. I've never ever said, "Don't listen to this podcast, but just don't listen to this bit. That's why we're leaving it to the end and not putting it at the start. I'm being trying to be as nice about it as possible. But Kevin, spoiler away, my friend. Okay, one of the things I loved about Last Jedi is that it reinforced the
1: notion that like, anybody could be a Jedi. I like the fact that Ray's parents came from nothing, and that Ray came from nothing. I like the fact they did the little thing at the end with the kid and the broom, and the force, and I I like the notion that anyone could be a Jedi, and they sort of went back on that, and made Rey a Palpatine, which I know is going to please a lot of Star Wars fans, because
0: like, everyone's connected to somebody, but I didn't like that. See, I love that, I guess that's what you, too, I I love, and I was, um, so, okay, you know, the, the, the scene in the movie where Kylo and Rey are both holding the, the, um, ship with the, Force Ray's obviously more powerful than Kylo. When the lightning came out of her hands, I nearly shit my pants. I was like, "Oh, it was cool." I was like, "Wait a minute," because I didn't put, I didn't have any inkling of that. I stay away from like Star Wars, um, like theories and and stuff. I try to just watch the movie just to kind of without too much. Like I watched the trailer once. That's all. I, I just wanted to watch it once. So then I just kind of had it a little bit of an uptake of where this movie's kind of heading. But I don't like to be like, oh, is this person... Like, I don't like to do that until after I've watched the movie. Then I dive right in. But, um, so going into this, I was just like... So when that lightning came out of her her hands, I was like, wait a minute, Jedi don't do that. The only person that does that is one Emperor Pal... Like, Palpatine is the only one that does that. Like, so I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Wait a minute. And then when she... Okay, Disclaimer, I love Daisy Ridley. I think she's a phenomenal actor. I just think she's wonderful. When she screamed Chewie, like, I felt that. Because yeah. so many people had, you know, Han had been killed. Luke was gone. Like, so many people had been... I'm just like, oh, my God, not Chewie, too. Like, I felt when she screamed... Because, I, I don't know, there was such conviction in the way that she did it. That's just me being a little bit of a mark for the way people act. I like I like good actors. Um, but... Daisy is phenomenal in this role. I think the whole cast is really good in this trilogy. I I,
1: really I think they have great chemistry, maybe more so than even the original actors. I think they talking, work so well what, together. Just
0: the ho- whole cast, do you mean, like having great chemistry? Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, anyway... Uh, um...
0: I, I think oh, it's funny
1: on. as shit, too. I think all three movies were very funny.
0: Yeah, there's, there's certainly... A, I think that's the Disney... Part of it coming into it. To be completely honest with you, there was somewhat comedy elements in the prequels and in the original trilogy, but um, there was certainly it was more at the f- not the forefront. I want to say, but there was certainly more of an element of of comedy in these three, especially from Poe yeah, and definitely. stuff like that. Poe is I love Poe. I, I think Poe's great, fantastic. Um, I love Finn too. I, I I there's not really too many characters that I dislike. Um, it's easy to say people don't like Rose and stuff like that. People hated Rose. People really didn't like... Well, a minority was very vocal about the fact that they didn't like Rose. I didn't hate Rose. I didn't... I mean, to be honest, she's barely in The Rise of Skywalker. That being said, she's really not in it very much. Um,
1: No, like, she's in it for like... I think I think she's in it for like two minutes of screen time.
0: Especially since in The Last Jedi, she was in it, you know, prominently. Prominently, like oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was... She was, you uh, know, front, not front and center, but you know what I mean. Um, but anyway, so you didn't like Ray that she was, you didn't like the fact that she was a Palpatine. I don't like, I not like it. And that's, it's hard to say because uh, that's really the the you know, kind of base of that of this movie. Um, I know is that she's a. Pretty, I, what is it that you don't like I... about it? Is it just more so the fact that. You love The Last that, Jedi so much. Though. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that they went back on the
1: last, like that, J.J. really just went back on The Last Jedi.
0: <sighs> yeah. I, I, I think J.J. Abrams is, if you watch these movies critically and watch them for um, the movie instead of more so the story, if you actually watch, and J.J. is better at directing than Ryan Johnson, I think. I think that I think that J.J. just structures his movie. So uh, the thing that I I like Last Jedi, I thought it was pretty damn decent. But the thing that I didn't like about Last Jedi is that some scenes were so short and some scenes really dragged on. I don't sense that from Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker. So that that would be my only... And the only thing, the, the one and only thing that pissed me off in... Um, The Last Jedi. I didn't get pissed off at that movie. The only thing was Leia with her, the way she was in the galaxy and then kind of forced, used the force to get back to the ship and then all that. I hated that. I didn't like the way that was shot. I didn't like it because I just thought it was very like, that whole bit where the ship blew up and all of that was just so unnecessary to me. That was the only thing that I had a gripe with in The Last Jedi. Other than that, I didn't have, I liked the way Luke died. I thought it was a, a different way to do something. I just, I liked all of that. So that's just me personally. But um, how did you feel about the inclusion of, of, did you notice, was there a noticeable thing with Leia? Well, obviously, Carrie Fisher no longer with us. So they had to use scenes. I think they use scenes from The Force Awakens. Some really? kind of technology. Did you notice it? Because I, person- uh, I personally didn't. It didn't it, stick out to me at all. No, it kind of it fit quite naturally, I thought. But again, I knew wasn't going to
1: have a prominent role in this movie because Carrie Fisher is dead. Yeah. So that didn't bother me that she didn't. Like, uh, she, obviously, she had her that big moment where uh, she basically saved Ben Solo.
0: Yeah. Uh, who, by the way, my home dog Ben Solo. Like, um, I love the way that that all happened. How he like, yeah, I like I like the way that. when Ray stabbed um Kylo or Ben Solo, however we want to call him at that. I guess at that stage he was still Kylo. I guess he'd be referring to himself as Kylo Ren. Um but uh where she stabbed him and then healed him. Like I loved all that. I like
1: that part a lot.
0: I like their scenes. I think them two in particular have a really good chemistry, especially when it comes to fighting each other. They're very good at that. Um the only thing that was kind of weird about the movie is like why did they have to kiss?
1: Because it's Disney.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I knew. This I didn't mind it, though.
1: Very... I mean, <sighs> they sort of know. like, they have a connection. It's very, it's, it's very blatant. They have a connection. I didn't mind them kissing. I know a lot of people had a big problem with it.
0: I didn't have a huge problem with it. It was, it was literally the only thing in the movie that I can think of right now. I've only watched it once. But it's the only thing in the movie that I was like, it just felt a little bit weird. Not out of place, because it definitely felt like it was... Uh, it felt in place. It just... There was something about it that I was kind of like, okay. But, I mean, that's just... I don't know. That's probably just my single ass being like, why does everyone get to kiss each other? Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, but...
1: Even the baddest
0: dude in the galaxy could find love. Even though he died after. Well, yeah. Um, also, here's something weird. Um, her... Well, like Palpatine having a granddaughter, which is Rey. Does that mean he got down with someone? Who wants to get down with Palpatine? Palpatine fucks. Like, no thanks. I mean, you do you, dude, but someone got freaky with him. So just let's give that visual to everybody. Anyway, um, I did like the w- the way that it ended. I liked the fact that, like, when they asked her, like, "Ray, who?" she said, "Ray Skywalker." I thought that was really nice. And I knew this movie was going to end on a very like heartwarming kind of feel, and that's how this movie ended because it's the end of the Skywalker saga. It's, it's the end.
1: Yeah.
0: I the I have mixed feelings on the end of the Skywalker saga because I don't feel like I'll ever be into a Star Wars as much as I was for these nine movies. Because that's Star Wars, Skywalker and, and all of that is the basis of Star Wars. So, you know, Disney are going to milk this dry. Obviously, Mandalorian, um, there's going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus with Hugh McGregor, which I'm very fucking excited for, by the way, because he was my favorite part of the prequels. I love the prequels. I'm a big prequel, Mark, but um, I love Hugh McGregor. I think he's fantastic. Hello there. The way he just pops in. Um, so I'm excited <laughs> for that. There. But Disney are going to milk this dry. Like, I think... I I don't know. I've seen this multiple times, but I I don't think it's ever been, like, officially confirmed. But they are doing another trilogy, are they not? I I believe they are. Is it going to be based on... What's-her-face? Lando's... Like, Janna, is that her name? Janna. It could be. Like, that seemed like... Hey, we said, like, let's explore it. It seemed like they were teasing that, but I could be wrong. And it's weird to introduce such a prominent character in the last one and not really have, like, a um finality right. on her character. Yeah, and, like, there's nothing... You know, it's very open-ended, but whether they do another trilogy or not, I don't feel like I'll be as... I'll still watch it, and I'll still probably like it, but um, it's not the Skywalker saga. It's not going to have that... I mean, this trilogy, especially in Force Awakens, was based on a lot of nostalgia and a lot of clarity yeah. on the end of this story, so... I don't know. All in all, um, I think The Rise of Skywalker is probably my favorite Star Wars ever. Wow. Mm. I've never... I love The Force Awakens. I really like The Last Jedi, but I've never less, left the theater being like, fuck, I really love that movie. And it's re- reignited my love for Star Wars. Um, like, I've gone back and I'm watching them all now. Um, and Phantom Menace, I've, <laughs> I love The Phantom Menace. That was my favorite. But I think that's number two now. Wow, and that's still that was what two weeks ago I watched Rise of Skywalker, and I'm still thinking of that. So, I really like this movie. I loved the way it flowed. I loved 99 percent of it. I love Ray. I think she's just a badass character. I liked I liked Kylo Ben. Um, I like Fina, like Poe. I liked the way that Luke was involved and Han. Just everyone, Leia, I like Leia's role in it. I like the way Leia passed in the movie. Um I, I just kind of, there's nothing bad I can say about it. Um So, and I think universally, well, there's always going to be people that are just like, I do not like that movie, but I've seen pretty strong, positive feelings towards a lot of, uh, with a lot of it, at least, I've seen throughout the internet and Twitter. Um... I've seen a lot of people really like this movie, so yeah. This Last one didn't Jedi as much people were not the, like that.
1: <laughs> no, this one didn't get as much love from the critics, but from the people, it got a lot of great reviews.
0: And I think that's what Disney were trying to do. They weren't really trying to make Star Wars movies that were. They were making Star Wars movies for the fans. Yeah, I, I think which is really at the end of the day what makes the money. It made a lot of fucking money for them. I can tell you that billions and oh, yeah. billions it'll of dollars. To, it'll
1: continue movie. to make money.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, we say, like, the next trilogy, if they do another one, um, we'll be like, oh, they're milking it dry, but we'll be the first ones to go fucking see it, so. Absolutely. So, um, it's Star Wars related, so I loved it. But, all in all, did you enjoy the movie? Yes. Yeah. I've enjoyed this trilogy. I don't think there's a Star Wars movie I really really don't like. I like every Star Wars movie, but um, I really have enjoyed this trilogy. It kind of sucks, though, because I really like all of these people involved. And I'd like to see more from them. But we kind of knew that it was only going to be three movies. Whether Disney will probably milk it and Rey will probably be back for a spin-off. Or Finn or Poe or someone. Um, but, you know. It's just... Oh, okay. It's gone so quickly. <laughs> like
1: I know. It really... It, it feels like yesterday I was going to see Force Awakens.
0: And I was so excited for that man I oh, man I, cri- you know, I
1: cried at the beginning.
0: Really? Oh my god, that's amazing. When... uh.
1: When the crawl, when like right, like literally, like literally the beginning, when like when it popped up a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and the crawl hit and the music,
0: oh. I I shed a tear. There was applause in the theater that I was at. Everyone was kind of just like,
1: yay. oh yeah."
0: Um, there was applause for all three of them in my in my theaters. Well, the good thing about good and bad, but when I went to go see it, I seen it like two days after it um premiered, um, and it was so hot. That a lot of people weren't going out so I took my little brother and I'm like hey it's gonna be a bit warm in the, in the cinema but there won't be a lot of people there there was not a lot of people there we had like the whole back row and we just like oh, ate nice. a bunch of popcorn and and watched Star Wars um so I was that that part I every other time I went at you know midnight screening when it first thing but I just didn't this year and I was like Oh, hey, it's fine I'll watch it a couple of days after but yeah um that will be kind of, that's where I kind of have my head with The Rise of Skywalker and just Star Wars in general, but um, I'm excited. Have you been watching Mandalorian?
1: I just started today.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I seen you started High School Musical, the musical, the series too. That's fantastic. Oh, it's, I'm all caught up. It's so good. It's so cheesy and I just love it. <laughs> like I just I love it. It, ma- it makes so me so
1: feel like really good.
0: Yeah, it's just, I, I, I really like it. Wait till you get into that a little. Have you watched them all? up? Are you up to date with them or not?
1: i'm up to date yeah
0: okay good because yeah um there's just little things like okay so who's your favorite character in high school musical the musical the series That's oh god it's tough i like carlos a lot i like miss jen i'm a big miss jen's jen- good uh, jen i love is... I, I i identify
1: with ricky a lot
0: yeah i could i would uh yeah no I, I thought you were gonna say ricky to be completely honest when i asked that question i mean
1: i like ricky and i like nene i, I think really that I, think... Any, I don't hate anybody
0: Oh, mm. Uh, Oh, do I? Do you hate Uh, EJ? I kind of hate EJ, but at the same time, I kind of hate EJ too. I I kind of am like, I'm a low key, little bit like jealous of EJ. I'm just like, of course you can, you look like that, and you can sing, and you can do all this. Like, fuck off, yeah, out of here. But um, that's I think that's more of like a personal thing. Um, but yeah, Miss Jen, Miss Jen's my home dog. I'm a big Miss Jen fan. I like Miss Jen because she's kind of a little bit crazy and I, I really kinda dig that. I'm into that. She's got
1: the theater thing. energy.
0: Yeah, and I, I really like that. And, you know, yeah, but I like that show a lot. Mandalorian, by the way, is fantastic. When you all eight episodes are out now, so um when you get caught up on awesome. that, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But it is very good. But um yeah, that'll be kind of now now we can now we can well I've already done the plugs and that so I'm not gonna plug again, but if you're still listening to this, with this spoiler-filled kind of look at the rise of Skywalker. Thank you for listening to this entire episode. We do apologise for the um, technical difficulties, but hey, shit happens, and it really wouldn't be us if something didn't go <laughs> something didn't go wrong. So, um, I'm really not fussed at all. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you're enjoying 2020. I hope all of that. And again, please look at the links below to support my wonderful country at the moment that is currently burning currently on fire so um, please keep the many people in your thoughts and stuff like that and um, I ain't going to apologize for the amount of times I post about it on Twitter because A, it's my Twitter if you really don't like it then don't follow me Hit the unfollow button baby um, And two if, everyone, if anyone knows anything about me it's I love wrestling I love my cat and I love my country so I'm not going to apologize for being concerned about the fact that A lot of this country is currently on fire, um, which Kevin knows how much I love Australia. I do love Australia.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very much so. And that's how it should be.
0: Love your country. You love the US. I love Australia. And yeah, but that will be where I end it this week. Um, And we will see you next week for some Reverb Rewind. Peace out.